well, top of the morning to you, Sakina, and to the rest of the AM Live listeners. Another wonderful uh, Thursday. Um, obviously, they like to say it's Puja Thursday, but I don't know, Sakina. I don't make this thing. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm probably part of the problem. <laughs> well, well, I shall say nothing about that. But um, the Asian stocks feeling you this morning because uh, they up, I see. Yeah, they're very much strongly up uh, into the positive Sakina. This is after a strong economic data came out of the U.S., uh, well, growing prospects, obviously, of a near-term U.S. rate hike start looming again and talking about tapering of a stimulus in Europe also hit large, largely the industrial uh, minus there in the EU, unfortunately. And they were down more than for more than uh, a month, the worst more than a month, uh, uh, in actual fact, if you compare them to what's happened in the previous year of 2015. The MSCI Turkey continues to show strength. Uh, the Asian Pacific shares, if you take out Japan out of them, they'll leave you with 0.4% into the positive. If you... Uh, uh, just concentrate on the Nikkei. Nikkei just brought you some 0.6% into the positive today. And also the U.S. services sector, just to remind you the reason why we saw those positivities that took place in the Asian market, uh, U.S. service sector activity recovered sharply in September uh, from six-year lows uh, hitting up in, in August, which is last, last month. Uh, following similar upbeat news uh, from the U.S. and also the factory numbers that show productivity has increased quite considerably, both manufacturing and services um, recovered from big falls in August. So while it is not clear that the underlying U.S. economy trend is, even the recovery uh, in the Japanese and Chinese service for the global uh, economic cycle, we know that this was also emphasized by the World Economic Forum. It shows that there's some sort of... Uh, prospect or possibilities of uh, really winding out this terrible economic turmoil that we've had over the last uh, six years since 2008. So it's going to be an interesting one, Sakina. It's a very tough one to, to actually uh, gauge, but I know that optimism is definitely growing uh, following those U.S. numbers that came very, very positive to show productivity increases in the industrial sector. And then a bit of interesting news, Clive. Uh, venture capitalists are said to have invested $56 billion in startup companies so far. Where, where are they investing? Yeah, what would be interesting to see would be um, where South Africa sits with this particular one, Sakina, to see how much venture capitalists have actually put money into the real economy uh, to provide new entrepreneurs, to provide stability and funding uh, to new technology, to new innovations. Uh, because obviously, globally, somebody's people believe that this is the way to go. Um, they've been able to raise 56 billion US dollars in just startups. And if you go to Silicon Valley, there's a whole host of venture capitalists, individuals, companies who sit there and wait for these new innovations. That's where we gave birth to the likes of WhatsApp, the likes of Twitter, uh, the likes of Facebook in there to, to some extent. Um, so the question is, are we also doing the same here in South Africa? Or maybe it's not at a greater scale as it should be uh, because maybe we're not doing as well. I know there's a new show, I, I don't know, um, you, you, I'm sure you've seen it called Shark Tank. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why it was, it was it was not recorded in Durban, but anyway, that's not that's not my that's not for me to tell. But the question is, like, you know, are we doing enough to put back the entrepreneurs and the, and the innovative ideas that they have into practice and put them behind them? The one thing that I would like to see, I know that a lot of work has been done around the government, together with the DTI, the IDC, despite the tough economic um, uh, uh, conditions we find ourselves in. I know they've been doing quite a lot to try and influence that. The, uh, the other uh, party that I know very well has done relatively well in this space is the NEF, even though I know a lot of people have been saying, well, you know, they're quite expensive. 
processing their borrowings, but they do give you uh, that sort of uh, required assistance financially and technically and perhaps even in a consulting basis to assist you to get your business up and running. So if people can spend $56 billion billion in in, in startups in the UK, surely we can do a lot more here in South Africa to create uh, a lot more opportunities and to curb that problem that we have so long, which is unemployment. And then, of course, it's a Thursday and uh, we're talking and uh, investment and investment theme every Thursday. And today it's uh, taking a look at the world of green investments. What's out there? You know, you know when I'm talking about green investments, I'm not necessarily talking about uh, marijuana. Eh? Ah, Clive. <laughs> <laughs> Trust you. So, so green investments are traditionally investment vehicles such as your stocks, uh, your exchange trade funds and your mutual funds, for example, in which the underlying businesses, and a lot of asset managers will understand this because we talk about sectorial underlining and we look at different um, um, asset classes to utilize that. This would be an asset class base that will include um, a majority of these environmental aware um, uh, 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 companies, so environmental um, um, uh, um, alternative com- companies that are available on the stock market. This can be a range of, obviously, companies that are developing alternative energy technology to companies that have the best environmental practices. All in all, what it means is that you're trying to curb the issue of um, uh, gas emissions and the guys who are coming up with alternative ways apart from uh, 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 diesel to create electricity and coal to create electricity as well. So these guys have, are in the forefront of making sure that uh, they want to see green. Um, I can't mention that some of their, com- their company names because they look really like they were created when they were uh, in the green. <laughs> but, 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 but I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. And um, the reason why I'm so subdued today, and I, I can't speak as freely as I normally would, is because uh, we are we are going to be starting the uh, Joburg uh, uh, in Darwin today, which is going to be focusing on on mining in particular. So I'm I'm, look, I'm looked at around here. There's a lot of people around me here who are very serious. And if I was to do my all noisy things, they'll be really looking at me differently. So excuse me, listeners, for sounding so. <laughs> Ah, okay. So we know how to grab your tail from now and we'll put you in a shark tank of sorts. But anyway, you go out and enjoy it. And that was our market analyst, Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela.